Hello and welcome to One Star Bazaar, where we review the movies critics hated in search of the unfairly underrated. This week we are tackling yet another movie that critics have called the worst movie ever made. <laughs> Sketch comedy shorts starring Hollywood's biggest names? What could go wrong? A lot. <laughs> well, I we'll find I out. Okay. I'm just thinking like... I've seen the best of SNL videos before. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Imagine the worst of SNL. <laughs> it could be pretty bad. I guess. There's some of them that fall flat. We'll see. The movie in question is entitled Movie 43, which, what? That makes me think of like Plan 9 from Outer Space. There was some sort of reason why they called it that, but I don't remember. Okay. Anyway. This movie was directed by Peter Farrelly. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that Oscar winner Peter Farrelly? You tell me. Yes, that is in fact correct. Peter Farrelly, who just won the Oscar this year for Best Screenplay and Best Picture for there, Green Book. There's a couple Oscar winners in this turd pile. Oh, I'm so. sure there are. I mean, there. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. If you win an Oscar, it means you had a high moment in your career. It's like a horrible, like athlete who wins a championship ring on, you know, the right team in the right era. Yeah. So, directed by... Wow, that's actually a lot of directors. I Sorry. know. Peter Farrelly, Jonathan Van Tolikin, Steve Carr, Stephen Brill, Elizabeth Banks, James Gunn. The James Gunn the of James Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Okay. Brett Ratner, Griffin Dunn, Rusty Cundiff. Cundiff? Who knows? James Duffy, Will Graham, Patrick Forsberg. Written by Will Graham Clayce. Yelstrom? Sure. Bill O'Malley, Jonas Wittenmark, Matthew Portnoy, Rocky Russo, Jackie... Do we really need to read all these people? No. <laughs> Jack Kukota, Tobias Carlson, Jonathan <laughs> Van no, Dolikin, but you kept going. James Gunn, Greg Pritikin, Ola Sari, Elizabeth Wright Shapiro, Jacob Fleischer, Jeremy Sosenko, Will Carlo, Patrick Forsberg. This movie was released in theaters. <laughs> I have to take a breath. January 25th, 2013, stars Chloe Grace Moritz, uh -huh. Elizabeth Banks, Emma Stone, Gerard Butler, Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, Naomi Watts, Richard Gere, Uma Thurman, and pretty much a lot of top Hollywood people that are recognizable. Seriously, so many. So the synopsis for this movie is a feature film comprised of short comedy segments. So, I mean, there has to be one that's funny, right? There's like 12 of them. One has to be funny. Here's the thing. I don't really like sketch comedy. Really? When it's good, it's great. And I do like it. I like sketch comedy when it's, hey, check out this really funny sketch from SNL last night. Or, hey, here's one of the most funny Key and Peele or Chappelle show sketches. Watch them on YouTube, where it will take max 10 minutes of my day. And I already have it screened, essentially, because other people are telling me, whether in my own life or through social media, this is really funny. You should check it out. Well, as a palate cleanser, I, after this movie, I do have a very short sketch comedy bit that I think you will enjoy. Okay. Just in well, case this is absolutely awful. My, my point is, I don't like to sit down and watch two hours of sketch comedy. Unless I fall into a YouTube rabbit hole. But mm -hmm. again, then it's curated segments that are on the list where a lot of people are saying here this is hilarious this does not this is horrible to me okay, okay? i'm sorry I didn't, fine. I didn't realize it's fine so this movie has a five percent on rotten tomatoes and an 18 percent on metacritic which 
makes it our lowest rated yeah. on both possible yes. aggregates. I was just realizing so that. far. Uh, Elizabeth Weitzman of the New York Daily News said, As a film critic, I've seen nearly 4,000 movies over the last 15 years. Right now, I can't think of one worse than movie 43. <laughs> Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times said, Movie 43 is the Citizen Kane of awful. <laughs> I'm so sorry to do awesome. this to you. It's fine. Michael O'Sullivan of the Washington Post had one positive review. He said, Movie 43 is a near masterpiece of tastelessness. The anthology of 12 short interconnected skits elevates the art form of gross-out comedy to a new height. Now, I will admit, there are some gross-out comedies. That are I, funny. That are funny. That, that critics did not like. That we've seen, we've said in the past, we kind of have admitted that we both enjoy kind of the stoner gross-out comedy genre yeah sometimes i mean like the netflix movie was it um game over man yeah game over which man. we will do on a future episode which like is not a good movie but i enjoyed it yeah because there was it was funny enough and it was formulaic enough that i understood how the where the plot was going like i didn't have to think at all right. at all mindless humor is is good sometimes so we're going to go ahead and stream it on Netflix, and then we'll come back with our review criteria. So we have seen movie 43. <laughs> Let's talk about the acting. <laughs> Does it even matter? <laughs> I guess not. Like, First okay. of all, there are many Oscar-winning, Oscar-nominated A-list stars in this movie. There are many A-list A-list stars in this movie. Way more than are credited on the whatever <laughs> yes. you would look up. There's way more. Way, way more. Like Halle Berry wasn't credited when we ran, read our list. Greg no. Kinnear. Um, I, I, a lot. Yeah. Common. Common. I mean, whatever. Christopher Mintz Plotz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then the story, I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's supposed to be ridiculous. I think actually in this case, okay, here's a, here's a legitimate criticism point to make of this film okay the story was stupid and it actually i think made it worse because when you have a typical sketch comedy show mm -hmm. you don't have some contrived overarching narrative trying to tie all these shorts together it's just like here's a short right go to commercial come back so you're Let's saying they should have just short. cut that part out what I'm saying is that there's a reason you don't see sketch comedy films, whereas you do see sketch comedy TV a lot, mm -hmm. especially in the UK, but also a lot here in America. Um, you know, you have a lot of times, there's a lot of, I think in the UK, there's a lot of famous comedians that have had kind of sketch comedy shows throughout the years, Yeah. Um, whether it's only for a season or two. And then obviously here in America, that happens somewhat, but there's also just a lot of big anthology cast, whatever you want to call it, groups that have had sketch comedy shows mm -hmm. that kind of randomly live on on YouTube and reruns on Comedy Central or other basic cable channels. Because I feel like the biggest ones, I mean, obviously there's SNL, and back in the day there was Mad TV. Is that still on? No. And then for kids there was All That. I don't know what that is. Was that on Nickelodeon? It was Nickelodeon. Okay. Um, There's like Kids in the Hall. Yeah, right? Kids in the Hall Canadian was one, one, I think. Um, but really, today, I feel like, with the exception of SNL, there really aren't that many 
just well, sketch comedy shows. But in there general. are a lot of comedians who, TV TV actor comedians who kind of get their start being part of a comedy troupe. Right, which like essentially the, like does the Groundlings yeah. and Second City yeah. and all those. Those ones. are essentially sketch comedy, like theater yeah. productions. I mean, you know, like improv groups, that kind of thing. And it is, it does have its place. It can be legitimately funny. And I think those venues kind of allow people to explore different ideas and say, hey, this would be a funny idea for a thing. Let's do it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't really matter because the people who like that stuff and come to your playhouse every week, they just, you know, if, as long as they get something out of it, it's an enjoyable time. I remember going to an improv um, night a few times back in college, which I think every college probably has an improv group that, yeah. you know, like Saturday nights or Friday nights or whatever, they do their thing. And it was like a dollar to get in. And I went down once and I was part of the thing and then my friend was another time. And it was fun. It's more of a... Uh, it's fun because you're part of it though. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's an event that you get to take part in and not necessarily something you just want to be separated from and watch in a movie theater or on a TV screen. Which on a TV screen it works again, but it's more refined. I think some of those people have taken some of those ideas, figured out what, you know, what works and what doesn't, and that's kind of their next level. You know, they move up from those comedy troops up to, hey, now I get a chance to be on Mad TV or SNL. Yeah. I feel like this kind of fits into our fourth category a little bit better, what we were just talking about. So I'm going to go back to our third one. So is the movie engaging? Like, I thought some of this, the the scenes were pretty funny. Okay, so for the first, like, three sketches, I was laughing, but it was more, like, uncomfortable cringe laughing. Like, so, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing that, and I'm uncomfortable. Like, so I'm laughing to try to, like... Not feel uncomfortable. But cringe humor isn't your thing. No, Like, I you don't like it at it. all. No. So someone who well, does okay, like cringe humor... Fair. I don't hate it. I do like it in certain... Like, when it doesn't go too far. Mm -hmm. Like, I like Frasier. Right. Because that is the cringe humor where it's not like, I can't believe a person would do that. It's just kind of a, the comedy of errors. Like, oh my gosh, I know what's about to happen. Like, that sucks for him. I don't like the British office, like Ricky Gervais style humor, where it just takes it to the extreme and you're just like, oh my gosh, I cannot watch this. And it was kind of in that realm, some of the things. Like there's a sketch where the whole joke is that these this couple homeschools their teenager. Yes. But they want to like have him still experience all of the normal, awkward teenage stuff of high school. So, like, he's going to have his awkward first kiss, and it's his mom basically coming on to him, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> oh, I can't watch this. But, so, in the beginning of the, when we were talking about the movie, I was like, at least one of these 12 has to be funny. And far more than the 12, like, far more than just one were funny. Okay, so this is kind of what I was getting at. The first few I was laughing at, but I didn't really enjoy. Right. <laughs> so it wasn't like, like the laughing was a defense mechanism against the cringe. <laughs> there was one sketch on this whole movie that I thought was legitimately hilarious. 
And you, I'm sure you know yes, which one I'm talking about. Because you were there. You, yeah. It was... So Terrence Howard is a basketball coach. And they're basically spoofing, like, your typical... Remember the Titans? Uh, what's the basketball? Like, Glory Road with... Yeah. What's it? Josh, Josh Lucas. Lucas. Mm -hmm. Like, your typical historical sports underdog drama mixed with racial kind of... The underdog yeah, black team yeah, goes up against right. the dominant white team. Which we've seen that, right? Yes. And they're, like, there are legitimately great sports movies that do that. Yes. And so this is kind of spoofing that, and they're in the locker room, and it's the championship game, and the coach is basically just like, I don't have to give you guys an amazing, like, epic whatever speech. Like, you're black. They're white. You're gonna win. It's basketball. And it just goes more ridiculous from there. Just, it's so obvious. Like, I mean, it was good. And besides the fact that obviously they swear a lot and it was really crude, it was certainly something that I feel like could be on a TV yeah. sketch comedy show. And that's the weird thing about this movie is I'm like, how many of these were just ideas that people had that were like, oh, you know, when I worked on Mad TV, I had this idea, but we couldn't do it because it was too crude and, you know, too sexual and whatever, and it wouldn't work on television. Yeah. Oh, I well, it's been rolling around in my head for, you know, eight years. Let's put it in this movie. Or it was like, oh, what if we took this funny thing from South Park and then we made it a romantic comedy oh instead gosh. of a... <laughs> yeah, so the thing about this movie, so we've talked about in the past, with comedies, it seems like it's easier for comedies to have redeeming value, right? Yeah. Because at least, even if the story sucks, even if... The directing, the acting, the, you know, the all the elements of the filmmaking process, even if they are weak, if you laugh, at least you get something out of it. And maybe you kind of take away, oh, that was pretty funny. And then, like, five years later, when somebody's like, hey, did you ever see this? And you're like, oh, yeah, I think that was kind of funny. You might end up with a positive note, you know, left in your mind. Right. Whereas with dramas that just fall flat, you're like, Ugh. or action movies that just suck, you're just like, no, that movie's horrible. This movie has proven that comedy can't just save any movie. It's basically disproven what we've talked about. Really? This movie, yeah, the story was horrible. Like, it was just dumb. There was no, basically, because, and I think it's because it was a sketch show. Like, if, I, if somebody was like, oh, did you ever see movie 43? I'd be like, Oh, yeah, I have. And they'd be like, oh, should I watch? Is it funny? I would say, just Google, like, these three segments on YouTube and spare yourself the other 90% of it is, is crap. Which I guess, I don't know if that is good or bad. I mean, it's good because I would say, hey, yeah, there's, like, three parts of it that are funny. Watch them not by watching the entire movie. Watch them on YouTube because they're segments. They're sketches. You could just get, you know, th this six minutes as its own thing. That's great. But the rest of it is garbage, and you should not watch this movie. This movie is a terrible movie, okay? Huh. You disagree, obviously. You thought I... there was redeeming value to this movie. Okay, here, here is my thinking with this movie. So, I'm kind of wondering... So, this movie came out six years ago, which yeah. isn't that long ago. I'm kind of wondering if it was, like, ahead of its time. Like, what? Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I feel like if this movie came out today, 
and like maybe you tweaked it just a little bit like maybe if you had instead of making it like oh this guy is trying to pitch this movie that doesn't make any sense and made it like a more structured like this is actually a movie where each segment kind of led into the other one so like okay here's this couple they're meeting on this first date he has like balls for a neck <laughs> and it's like basically like a turkey neck that happens to, happens be, a to be a scrotum and then um they like get married and then or like it could start out with the, the blind date sketches or the the speed dating sketch with batman and robin and whatever and you could see that like a one couple hit it off so then they go on another date but he was wearing a scarf at the at the, oh, okay. the speed so you want him to be all interconnected like quentin tarantino's yeah like it's actually more kind of like, yeah like oh they were at the restaurant doing the speed dating and now we see their story and yeah then someone in the restaurant is this character and then we see them the next day and yeah. what's going on kind of a weird like crash like yeah. everyone's connected in the same world yeah kind of thing. exactly instead of like this forced <laughs> storyline of the movie pitch um which was just so dumb it was very it dumb didn't... But I feel like enough of the sketches were funny that I'm still looking at the movie with an overall sort of positive Okay, there's 12 mentality. sketches. You're yeah. saying more than half of them were funny? Yeah. I'm saying, like, two were funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh. know. And one thing I will say about this movie is it made money. Like... Amazingly. What I want to know about this movie is, like, who who wanted to be in this? Obviously everyone. So, well, no. Why? So apparently nobody wanted to be in it. Okay. But, like, one person was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. But a lot of people wanted to do it because it was something that was really short. Oh, like, I filming see. it was, like, like two a, days a day, or, like, yeah. three days okay. versus, like, I don't have to commit so like, for, like, six months. Yeah, I'm in L.A. for the week. I can do it. Yeah. And, like, one of the scenes, I literally think they had the actor for, like, one day. It was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Which I think is why a lot of the shots are, like, individual medium shots. Yeah. So, like, they could just intercut that person in with the rest of the actors. Um, but, yeah, no, a lot of people knew this wasn't going to be, like, a good. good movie. But they were like, hey, it'll be something, like, fun and stupid to do. Here's what I think. It's a it's crude, right? Like, it's definitely rated R. Yeah. And, I, like I said before, I wonder if some of these were ideas that people had when they worked on other comedies and they just were like, nah, that's too out there. We can't put that on TV. Mm -hmm. If HBO decided for whatever reason that they wanted to have a sketch comedy show and they were just going to get like famous guest people to just do random bits a la SNL and it was going to be like, you know, six episodes a year and they would just try to, they would say, here, you know, here's however many millions of dollars to just go make whatever you want and we'll just show it like it'll be it could be artistic it could be weird and out there it's fine like we're hbo we're prestige television we make art just <laughs> go wild i could see some stuff like this working in that format because again i think that there's a reason sketch comedy works on tv and does not work in film yeah well, I'm, with with the one sketch that you liked, the Terrence Howard one, it had the feel of, like, 
a key and peel sketch. It like it easily right. could have been done by key and peel. For sure. And in um, fact, it wouldn't have even had to have been edited that much. Like they just couldn't have used, you know, the F word as many times yeah. as they did. And who knows, maybe who, I mean, I don't know, I didn't look at specifically who wrote and directed every single one of those. They do uh, show it at the end, they do show, like, who wrote and who directed Right, and you can look it up. One. I did you notice. You could look. Well, so, and, but... and one of the reasons I, I'm pretty sure that I'm right about a lot of these creators just had these ideas rolling around forever. So, there's one sketch is, like, Batman and Robin, and Robin is trying to speed date, and Batman keeps cramping his style, basically. Yeah. That actually was, I'm pretty sure, based on a short, because it, like, you know, I was like, oh, what was this guy in? Oh, the only other thing he was in was this short called, like, Robin's Big Date. Oh, yeah. The tagline is, Robin tries to go on a date and, like, Batman keeps ruining it. I'm like, okay, that's the exact same idea. It's like somebody said, hey, here was my, like, college thesis short for me to graduate from, you know, NYU. Let me, you know, refine it and put it into an actual movie. Yeah. Yeah, I so, don't know. So am I correct in thinking that for our last category, you're wishing you did not watch this movie? Okay. Even though I said that just because something is funny doesn't necessarily redeem it at all, based on this movie. Like, in the past, I've said that. We, yeah. You know, all about Steve. I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed the humorous parts of it. I didn't hate the fact that I had watched it. Right. But at least that movie had a story, even though it was kind of silly. This had no story, and so it was just stupid. But I don't... I don't know. I don't... I would not recommend anyone ever watch this, ever. Like I said, just Google, like, the... Whatever, Victory's Glory... <laughs> Terrence Howard sketch and like it you'll see the only funny part in this movie. I thought the the Chloe Grace Moritz one was funny too though. Maybe because I'm a girl. Right. Where... It was so it's like a girl, she's at a on a date at a boy's house and like she gets her period for the first time and it's hilarious. Well and what was the probably really funny about that was the boy she was there with who was also like what they're both like thirteen or yeah. something. He was just, like, super confused and grossed out and like, what? My friend, like, do you need to go to the hospital? She's you're dying. You're dying, you know? And she's like, shut up. It's just a period And Christopher Mitz Plaza is, like, running around trying to find anything to, to stop the Like, I like how he never ran, ran to the bathroom to be like, oh, I wonder if there's tampons. There's no there. logic in teenage boys' minds. <laughs> that was, I think you're right. That probably was funnier from a, maybe a girl's perspective. Um, I mean, I, I saw the humor in it. Yeah. It just, it was okay. And there was also, they also had like random little commercials in the movie, which one I know I've seen on the internet before, which is like a ripoff of a tampon commercial where like the two women are swimming out into the ocean and then one of them gets eaten by a shark that's like Tampax, now leak proof. And I swear I've seen that passed around on the internet as like, oh, this is like a French like... Tampon commercial. Yeah, right. You're uh, like, no, I know where you took that from like, now. Okay, yeah, so there were there were elements of some of the sketches that I did laugh at. Even though, even if I thought the overall thing was like, meh. So here's my question to you then. So I feel like at this point we have seen plenty of movies that don't have a story and are not enjoyable. Okay. So I feel like this didn't have a story but it was still enjoyable. So let me go back. We kind of got off on a tangent there. Let me finish the question. Or my answer to the question. 
Yes, even though the story was stupid and I would never recommend anyone watch this, I didn't completely hate it. Okay? <laughs> I didn't, like, I'm not to the point where I'm like, I wish I could go back two hours and slap you and be like, well, I'm not watching this. <laughs> I didn't hate it to that point. I thought it was stupid. Disclaimer, he has never slapped me. <laughs> That's true. I'm a wonderful person. <laughs> I thought it was stupid and I would never recommend anyone watch it ever. There were elements I enjoyed, and it was short. That's the main... If this would have been two and a half hours, I would have been like, kill me. Are you serious? I need to go to sleep <laughs> right now. I don't have time for this crap. So, and let, me, and let me say this too. It was not the worst film we've ever watched on our podcast. <laughs> it was not. Glowing praise. Patient Zero. As far as movies we've watched and talked about on this podcast... Patient Zero is a worse movie because it has no plot and it's short and it's stupid, but there's no redeeming value. Like there's no part points where you're like, oh, that's cool. No. Or like, that's funny. Or, oh, you know, I enjoyed my whatever. No, that movie was just awful all the way through. There are nothing. parts of that movie that are sweet and heartwarming and made me cry. That movie sucked. <laughs> this movie though. Okay. So I guess maybe in a, to a small degree, I'm disproving my argument that apparently we've shown that comedy can't redeem a horrible <laughs> movie because I'm basically saying the comedy in this movie <laughs> almost kind of sort of tries to redeem the horribleness of this movie. But so it is a bad movie, but it's not the worst movie ever. And but admittedly, I can totally understand the critics who don't like gross out humor. That's true. Gross out humor is a very polarizing thing yeah i mean so like for me like i don't like fart jokes i don't find fart jokes funny in any way because you're a girl but well just because i think farts are disgusting because you're a girl <laughs> but seeing hugh jackman with a balls on his neck on a date with kate winslet kind of makes me chuckle have they ever been in a movie together weren't they in Something together once? I don't know. Okay, whatever. Maybe. I feel like a lot of these types of sketches are something that would fit in well on, like, Family Guy or South Park or anything like that. And right. I'm, I'm wondering if, like, we kind of take those more in stride because they're animated and if it seems, like, weirder to have it be actual actors. I think some of the... But some of these... Um, like, for instance, the uh, Chris Pratt, Anna, Anna, sorry, Anna, Anna Ferris sketch um, about how they're taking their relationship to the next level, so he's going to poop on her. Like, they've done that sort of thing in South Park. I mean, I'm not saying that that's too cruise for South Park, because obviously South Park... They've done it. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, I think some of the... Things that these some of these sketches did did mm -hmm. push that envelope. Where I think even Family Guy and South Park might be like, um, no, we're not gonna do that. I mean, or maybe they're just like, no, that's just not funny enough. Like, maybe you get you got to do it right. Mm -hmm. I think. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like when the the media is animated, you're far more likely to accept something that's so gross. It's probably true, yeah, because it's not an actual person. Whereas when it's an actual person, you're right, like, like, ugh. Like when, when people die on South Park and they crap their pants. Yeah. It just goes everywhere. Yeah, it's funny. But when right. Chris Pratt gets hit by a car and poop goes everywhere, you're like, oh, yeah. why? Yeah. 
I would also it like humanizes to, it, I guess. I would also like to point out, since we're talking about shows that have done this stuff, there's a, one of the sketches, like, Johnny Knoxville and... Sean Sti William Scott. Yeah, Stifler. I just call him Stifler. Yeah. He'll always be Stifler. Um, like, they kidnap a leprechaun. They do. And then have a giant knockdown, drag-out fight with leprechauns and stuff. That's basically an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. So they have a St. Patrick's Day party... And there's this guy, and he's dressed as a leprechaun, and Charlie thinks he's a leprechaun, and so he ties him up and takes him in the basement and shows his friends, and he's like, hey, I, I caught a leprechaun, and they're all like, dude, what oh, did you do? it's from 2005. Yeah, okay, so, there you go. yes. So... It did it first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing in this thing is original. Yeah. What I thought in the beginning, since now we're just rambling, whatever, what I kind of thought in the beginning, when it's Dennis Quaid and he's pitching this movie of non-sequitur sketches to Greg Kinnear... Of all these, of this gross-out stuff and ridiculous, I mean, you know, first sketch is, like, rom-com date, the guy has a scrotum on his chin. Like, I was like, okay, is this a weird, um, sketch comedy movie version of the aristocrats? You know oh. what I mean? Like, that's honestly what I thought, where it's, like, a bunch of Hollywood comedians who probably all love the aristocrats, you know, and they all have their own awesome versions. I mean, you know, you've heard... I saw like, the documentary. Right. Like, Johnny Carson used to have parties where he would invite people to try to, you know, tell their best version of the joke, and they would kind of, you know, judge it, right? You've mm -hmm. heard that? I think they probably talked about that in the documentary. Um, so, like, it's a pretty beloved, like, in, in, in the comedian circle kind of thing, right? Yeah. Joke. And I almost, I almost thought at first, I'm like, maybe that's kind of what this is going to turn into is like, hey, let's take that and put a spin on it and it just gets more and more ridiculous and that's kind of the thing. But then it didn't turn out to be that. Like, I would have almost preferred if that had been kind of the way it had turned out at the end, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. So Jonathan has mixed feelings about the movie. <laughs> no, like, I have very negative feelings. I have, this movie deserves to be like... Whatever it is, a 5%, 16, 18% yes. on Metacritic, whatever. 5% like, around tomatoes. The 18% of it that's good is the, like, 10 minutes of actual funny, legitimately good humor writing. Yeah. The Terrence Howard sketch was, was good. And you're right. It totally, that totally could have been something done on Key and Peele. They could have toned down certain things and whatever. And it could, could have just easily been. I mean, you could have had Terrence Howard guest starring and had... Key and Peel be two of the players with a bunch of other black guys in the locker room. Yeah. It would have been perfect for that show. Some of the other ones, uh, they were just, they tried too hard or they, I mean, I guess I'm almost surprised that Stephen Merchant wasn't in the homeschooled one considering he cut his teeth really doing yeah. very cringe <laughs> humor stuff. I, so I we cannot agree on movie 43. I'm amazed that you're not agreeing with me like you do, would you tell honestly would you tell anyone listening to this to watch this movie or like is there any demographic where you'd be like if you know with qualifiers if you're the kind of person who likes such and such and this then maybe yeah I like, mean, you'd I enjoy mean, this honestly i feel like if you like i don't know i like i i feel like it's not really too different like, to compare it to something we saw recently, to me it's not any less funny than, like, Super Troopers 2. But we both hated that movie! Yeah, so it's funnier than that. 
I would say it's... I don't know if it's funnier than that. I... And I'm trying to legitimately remember Super Troopers 2. I did not like it. I was very disappointed. It, but it did have legitimately funny spots. I think this movie had, like, you were laughing way harder in this movie no, than you did again, in Super Troopers 2. That was, for half of that laughing was like a self-defense mechanism against the <laughs> horrible cringe awkwardness. Like, I was uncomfortable. I did not want to be laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> oh my god, oh, I can't so, believe. I don't know. I didn't think this movie was that bad. I mean, I didn't think I it was the worst I don't think it deserves movie. a five. I don't think it's the worst movie we've ever seen. You're I saying don't... it's not a one-star movie? No. Are you serious? Yeah. This is definitely a one-star movie. This movie <laughs> epitomizes one-star. Okay, can we call it like a one-star movie overall with with flashes of two stars? Sure, that's fine. Okay. But it also has flashes of no stars, which drags <laughs> down the average down to one star. <laughs> flashes of no stars. Oh, jeez. All I've, right. I've seen some no-star movies, okay? <laughs> I saw The Human Centipede. <laughs> we saw it on one of our first dates. It was like a group date, yeah, okay? It was kind of it wasn't we like we did it on purpose. Right. I didn't know what I was getting into. And then I was like, I have to marry none, this woman. None of us knew what we were getting into when we saw that movie. Oh, my gosh. None but, of us knew. <laughs> Alright, well, anything else to say? Any final thoughts on movie 43 besides don't see it? We basically said the acting and directing yeah. doesn't matter because that's not the point of this. Yeah. It's really not. The point is the writing, you can say, and the comedy. Yeah. I feel like this, this was a movie that was trying to get laughs out of the most ridiculous, gross things they could possibly think of. I will say one last thing. Without getting, like, an NC-17 rating. I think you're right when you say maybe this movie was a bit ahead of its time. Not in the sense of that the humor six years later is any different. Just that the media, the ways that content is distributed is different. Mm -hmm. This movie, if, if Netflix, or as I said, HBO, or hell, even if YouTube wanted to do some kind of sketch comedy show and they went to actors and they said, hey, look, do you just want to make some easy money for like one day of work? Come just do this. And they have these big name things. Kind of like Jerry Seinfeld having his comedian interview talk show on Netflix. Mm -hmm. right? Which, I don't know if it started out on Netflix. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Carpool Karaoke, James Corden's late, late show bit mm -hmm. now is like its own thing on Apple TV, but it doesn't really work as well because there's no studio audience like interacting yeah. watching the video it's just kind of him hanging out with somebody um with the way that these streaming services need content i could see something like this again being a tv show someone saying hey we just want to have 20 minutes of kind of edgy sketch comedy you do ever anything you want you want to i mean you know what it could be so you know how on adult swim like, late at night, they have things that are, like, maybe 10, 15-minute, like, shows to, like, fit in between yeah. other blocks of shows. Yeah. That could, yeah, it could totally be something like that. Yeah. And you put it on one of these streaming services where they don't have to worry about ratings. Yeah. Uh, or, ra you know, ratings as far as mature ratings, mm -hmm. not, you know, views. TVMA. So, 
something like this could work. Yeah. And you just say, oh, and because I mean SNL, as we said at the beginning, I've seen plenty of SNL sketches that just don't work. Right. They're not funny. I mean, I'm sure maybe they're funny on paper. Or they threw them around the writer's room. They're like, oh, that'd be funny. And they do it, and it just falls flat. But then the next the next segment is, like, pretty funny. And oh, some of it just ends up being filler, because you can't just have a whole show of Weekend Update, right? Which is one of their probably better, yes. more consistently funny. It's, I mean, it's I don't true. watch SNL, to we be don't. quite honest. I don't. I do occasionally when... Weekend update is really funny. People post it on right. Reddit. When and it's I all over it. Reddit, we watch the segment. <laughs> Same thing with, I watch the top key and peel things on YouTube when people are like, oh, did you see whatever? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, but there's definitely people that like that. Yeah. And this type of stuff could be, I don't know if, honestly, there's the market for it. I don't know if it would make sense business-wise. Like, yeah. I don't know if you could pay A-list stars to do stuff like this on a regular basis, but at the same time, I mean, James Corden constantly gets A-list singers to come just drive around with it's, him I feel like it's day. usually when they're promoting something. Well, sure. But also, like, on John Oliver, sometimes he randomly gets some huge name person to do something for, like, five minutes on yeah, his Yeah, that's show. true, exactly. And so, I'm sure that a lot of these guys have, you know, have time. But yeah, I mean, I definitely else. think you're right. I think that this, yeah, it would have been much more successful had it not been released as a movie. And had it been released on some sort of streaming platform like today. So maybe now that it is on Netflix, maybe more people are watching it. Maybe. It's like how people say Arrested Development was ahead of its time because really as a show it it really works on Netflix. Like to be able to just binge stream yeah. and not have to wait for, you know, the whole story to unfold over three years, you know, week by week. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, this might be something like that. But... Would Netflix ever do something like that? Would HBO? I doubt HBO okay. would. Let's look Netflix at some okay, of Netflix the movies. Would. That Netflix would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now too, I feel like so, especially with Netflix, like some of the movies they've come out with. We mentioned Game Over Man. There's the package. Right. They're not shying away from gross oh, no. out well, humor. No, they're not. It's just a matter of how much does it cost to produce it. How much money will it? You know, or. I mean, it doesn't even matter how, matter how much money it will make for Netflix. That's all immaterial. As long as they have subs, And I feel matters. like, I mean, I don't want to, like, what do you want to call it? Stereotype this group of people. But I feel like this type of movie, comedy, whatever, is very geared towards, like, teenage boys. Like, Could I feel be. like that's kind of the demographic that movies like The Package and Game Over Man and, like, this type of comedy from Movie 43 are really gonna can we also say like teenage boys with. who stay teenage boys until they're like 35 yeah okay <laughs> and also teen women who identify with teenage boy style humor yeah <laughs> yeah which i i mean is obviously i think something we talked about before where it's just a type of humor that critics just don't like for the most part right no i mean it's i would actually if anybody knows of an actual critically acclaimed gross-out humor movie, that's true. I was thinking like Blazing Saddles too. I mean, just because of the one couple, you know, the couple scenes that are, you know, what I'm talking about. I watched that in high school and have not watched it since, so okay, well, I don't remember. They all sit around a campfire after eating beans. Oh, okay. Okay. For, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, the point is there. I guess there are probably some. But it's not like that's the whole movie. Yeah. Right? It's there. You can have a gross-out scene in an otherwise 
critically acclaimed movie, and then critics would be like, oh, it's so interesting. I mean, the thing about Bridesmaids was it was women. That's yeah. what made it so shockingly funny, is that you wouldn't imagine women at a, whatever, like the, the bridal dress rehearsal or something. Boutique. It was a, yeah. it was a bridal the dress boutique fitting. trying on the yeah. dresses. Yeah. All crap in their pants in the... Bathroom. Yeah, well, and I was, was going to say in the street when... And in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. So, yeah. I don't know if anybody would ever want to do a show like this. Maybe, you know, somebody, one of these directors, whatever, Peter Farrelly, he's got an Oscar now. He could be like, hey, I, feel like there's I want, a market I want to do a Netflix it. show and just get all my buddies to do... what. Whatever's rolling around in your head. Oh, you got something that you thought was hilarious eight years ago when you worked on, you know, whatever sketch show in the UK. Okay, come on over. I feel like you know? there is definitely a market for this type of thing, and I think it could be done well, but only some of the sketches in movie 43 are done well. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for joining us for this week's One Star Bazaar. As always, reach out to us on social media to let us know what you think or suggestions for what we should watch next. And please rate and review on iTunes. It lets us know that you're listening, and we really appreciate your feedback.